Welcome, listener, to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have very serious adult conversations about... Yesterday's animations. Seriously. I'm getting serious on you guys. You're about to be covered in serious in five... <laughs> So I provided tarps for the front row of this audience today. In raincoats. Yeah. You're talking about ponchos? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's my preferred raincoat. Okay. We're returning today, as we have been doing for the past few episodes, to prior victories, mm-hmm. prior conquests. Wins. Yes. Ultimate Ws. We've, we have won over, I don't know, upwards of 30 different cartoons at this point in our in our podcasting career. And this one, we conquered so hard last time that we had to do it for over two hours. <laughs> and because you guys asked for it, you really were, you were clamoring it. You for wanted it. You wanted more of us <laughs> playing games and yeah. talking about <laughs> tunes for uh, the length of a long movie. And uh, that's and, why. And they only really got a snippet of it because I felt like we, we, we recorded, recorded for, for about, a full day. About three hours, I yeah. think is what it was. It was ridiculous. It was a. <laughs> On one hand, it was torture. On the other hand, it was paradise. It was like yeah, it was like a bad trip, but I loved it. I I came out a different person from yeah. that recording session. Uh-huh, yeah. I'm I'm happy with who I came out as, um, and that's why today we are going to beat our record, and we're going for about four hours today. Oh man, that's let's a guarantee. And that's the sound of all of all of the phone <laughs> iPhones in the world being turned off from the days past Zoomcast. <laughs> no, uh, the one that we're returning to today is one of the very biggest. Toy lines, cartoons, franchises. There's movies. There's I'm I sure mean, there's kind of big. It's I'm sure big. there's records out. Like the Transformers have probably put out <laughs> record albums at this point. <laughs> because that's right, I said it. We're talking about <laughs> it's that theme the Transformers, guys. We're talking about Transformers. <laughs> that theme song one from the original one that we heard last time yeah. got a whole lot sexier. Oh, it did. And it, it did. also it's like disco or funk meets polka or something because yeah. of the way like do, 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 do. <laughs> and it and it reminds me of PYT from Michael Jackson's Thriller album a little bit can we just go listen uh-huh. to that yeah let's go for this episode yeah, uh-huh. I'd love to I love that song just 70s jazz oh right man this there, man. this is like if I just was judging the time frame that this cartoon was released in based on music right I would have guessed 1977 yes probably uh-huh. minus there's a little bit of rock music that's getting played a very short loop of rock music that keeps playing over and over again uh, <laughs> that is more clearly 80s it's all horns a popping oh man man horn so heavy. heavy we have not said horn heavy in many episodes H- truly H squared buddy oh baby all day all day <laughs> <laughs> Horn heavy on a show about robots. You you want to make sure you have a lot of brass, <laughs> gigantic robots from space. Um, if you don't know the Transformers, they are the robots in disguise. Uh, they are from the planet Cybertron. There's mm-hmm. the good guys, the Autobots. They yep. largely turn into cars, but that's not all they turn into. And then there's the Decepticons, and they are bad boys, deceivers. Uh, they're yeah, they lie to everybody. Uh-huh. Although when yep. you think about it, Transformers lie too. Yeah, they're all very unfaithful. Yeah. <laughs> to their friends and family and their loved ones. Decepticons are uh, bad and they're trying to conquer and pillage and plunder. And, um, you know, I don't, at this point, we, we've only watched the very first mini series of the show, which was like a three episode thing right. a couple years prior to this. So a lot has happened in the meantime, I'm sure. Just a few things. So I don't know what those things are. I don't know if the Transformers movie has come out in this time. Not the 
current live action films, but the original <laughs> yeah. card, I know that that has not come out in this time. Yeah. But like, cause I know that Optimus Prime died in that and he was gone for a while because we don't see Optimus Prime. He we did, don't yeah. see. All, all, to, all to push their toy line a little further and exactly. open it up for more people. Man. Yeah. And I don't know what, like, I don't know where this falls in that timeline. Didn't do that research. Sorry. Yeah. I'm maybe not that sorry. I didn't do enough research to tell you that it was season two, episode 33, called Autobop. Mm. Oh, baby. Autobop has made me a very happy man just to look at on a piece of paper. Yeah. Autobop. And it was released on November 13th, 1985. It was broadcast to happy children everywhere and probably some confused children. Um, I would have been confused, but I'm sure I would have liked it. But this is a very weird episode of Transformers. It's so strange. I say that. I have not watched more than two episodes of Transformers as an adult. Maybe they're all like this. I don't know. But it's certainly straight. It's different from what we watched before. Because instead of a cast of a billion robots, you just get two, really. Right, and yeah. then two bad guy robots, yeah. basically. And a nightclub. And a nightclub. And street punks <laughs> out the wazoo. Just coming out your ears, these street punks. Um, this it seems like this is set in the same New York as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh uh, yeah, wrote because, that down. Yeah, yep. Like I don't. How much money do these street punks spend? Have to spend spending money that they have, like on studded leather and hair glue. Oh man, that they can just look totally on point all the time. They don't have that kind of money. Pink, this mo is, pink mohawks galore. Yes, sir. and I don't know if this is everything. Every all the humans in this looked extra anime to me. So yeah. I don't know if this is like maybe this is what Japan or Korea or whoever animated it at the time thought what? that America was like. <laughs> and so when they got the script and said like a gang, they're like, well, it must be street punks. That's what they, you know, those punk rockers, they love to congregate in public and yeah. commit crimes against people, right? <laughs> so that's, we're seeing a lot of that. Um, man, they took the fashion knob on this episode and cranked it up so high that it fell off. Yeah. Like, they turned that mother out. <laughs> there are pirate shirts, band, more bandanas than you could choke your mother with. Oh, and man. More, and that's, and that's, that's quite even. a few. Yeah, that's it's a lot of them. A few, yeah. Like, just I, uh, fishnets. I, I really thought, like, Jim and the Holograms were going to show up because there's music in a club, lots of pinks and pastels and bright <laughs> colors. It's just, it is a, a feast for the senses, this oh, episode. Oh, man, it is. It's loud. Yes. And if you're a fan of a certain style of dance, you actually will probably be pretty disappointed because it doesn't show up that much. But it is a part of the episode. We're breaking over here. Oh, man. We're breaking over here. Corrugated cardboard everywhere, <laughs> sir. And we start off the episode following three humans that I've never seen before. Nope. Uh, Travis, apparently you've never seen them before. Negative, sir. I've never met them. No. Nope. Don't you remember meeting met them. them. I thought you, no. Okay. I, yeah, I met them with my eyes closed. <laughs> I was blindfolded. They were taking me to an undisclosed location. <laughs> but I can tell by their voices it was them. Yeah. We've got Raul who is apparently a recurring character on the show. I looked this up because I was like, he he has a relationship with the Transformer. <laughs> <laughs> he's, in, he's embedded. Yeah. He has an established relationship yeah. with the Transformer, which is already enough to make this a weird, weird show to me. Yeah. Um, but he is a street tough. And uh, <laughs> apparently what happened is there's this Transformer named Trax. There's a street former... Mm, <laughs> street former. <laughs> street former. <laughs> a street performer. Street formers performing in the streets. <laughs> There's a Transformer named Trax who yeah. shows up later, and apparently Raul, which is a great name. It is. He, it sounds very European. I think very European when I hear that. He tried at one point to boost Trax, thinking he was just a car. Like yeah. he tried, he tried to break in and steal him. And for those who, aren't, who don't know crime lingo, yeah. and, uh, you know, if you're not from New York, 
from the 70s. And uh, he did that. And apparently they have a relationship based on that. So that's Raul. That's why he is an established part of this world. But then we meet two new characters. One is named Poplock, as in Pop and Lock. And the other one is named the familiar Rocksteady. <laughs> as in Bebop and yeah. to you and me prior to the turtles coming out. Now, obviously, Rocksteady like existed before either of these people right. were created. Yeah. But I just they're in New York. There's somebody named Rocksteady. And we just did Ninja Turtles last week. So I felt very comfortable with this setting. Yeah. Um, Rocksteady. It felt familiar. Yeah, yes, very familiar. Rocksteady <laughs> is uh, the only person of color amongst the three of them. He is dressed like a Charles Dickens character. Yeah. Like he's wearing like a beret and a scarf. And he just looks like a street urchin. Like he's going to beg for money or something. They're breaking out in front of this new hot dance spot. Yeah. The, the Studio 54 of 1985. <laughs> you can do the math on that. They see a big, like there's a big line out there waiting to get into Dancetron, which I would absolutely go to a club called Dancetron. I would too. And if you made me a robot today, I would ask that you make me a Dancetron 3000. Because <laughs> I, I don't dance well, so. You don't? No. I, I think if I tried and let go of my, um, my insecurities, I could, because I have rhythm. Yeah. I have soul. <laughs> Your insecurities are holding you back. I, I have pain that I'd like to communicate through the art of dance. Yeah. Of the moving body. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the spoken word, the spoken body. Dancetron is the name of the joint. And uh, they're just commenting on it. And they say, all right, well, we're going to do our thing. And that's breaking. Everybody wants to get into Dancetron. That place has got the best music, the best dance flow. Who needs it? Just a bunch of yo-yos all trying to out-attitude each other. <laughs> we got our own music, so let's get to work. This is Datsatron's Corner. Take a hike. I'm going to break your head for that. <laughs> oh, man. These guys, I got a very strong The Warriors vibe oh, from all of this. Oh, yeah. The way they dress, the way they talk. These guys are straight out of like 75, the streets of New York. Son of Sam is out there, like all that shit. I, I guess it's like everybody's version of a city, especially New York, is like in pop culture is probably 10 years behind in a cartoon. Warriors, come out and play. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, I do too. It, very Warriors seeming. like It's like the Transformers have been time-traveled back to 1976 uh -huh. yeah. or whatever. Yeah, they're breakdancing to like slow, not even hard rock music, but shitty, shitty rock music. Shit rock. <laughs> and I don't, I you know, I've never broke danced. You've never done that? No, but oh, okay. I wanted to as a kid really bad. I, I wanted to be the guy did. spinning on my head. Yeah, but, I had some friends that did that. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you spin on your head a bunch as a kid, though, you're going to lose your hair faster. Oh, for sure. Balding yeah. spots galore. Big time. Everywhere. Yeah, really splotchy. <laughs> you can tell someone broke dance. Broke, see, that's what I want to keep saying it as both in the past tense. <laughs> if you break danced a lot as a, as a youngin', yeah. you can tell that person did that because <laughs> splotchy hair. <laughs> Bad hairline. Yeah, but I remember back in the day, they'd, they'd have the helmet. They'd bring the helmet out oh, if, they they? Were, if they were going to do the, you know, uh, the spin. I, I just kind of you know feel like that. You know in all those teenage clubs? You know, do you ever go in a teenage club when you're younger? No. 
No. What are you talking about? Like it, it was like you uh, like age like thirteen to seventeen. They had like little teenage clubs. Oh, it's basically yeah for not for minors. Yeah. No. You never went anywhere those. Did you make it out okay? Yeah, it was scary though. <laughs> did did, it, did someone try to take you somewhere? <laughs> did you ever end up in the back of a vehicle? No. <laughs> it was all right. Did you take a trip to Eastern Europe? No. Okay. I don't know. Quit. Eastern Bloc. But no, it was it was it was no, definitely. I, different. I wanted. I only to, went like once. I would have wanted to go. I wasn't to cool like enough that. to go there. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. There. We just had the roller skating rink. That was our teen club. Yeah. Teen Club USA. Join Same now. Hey, I, was, I was there too, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the Burger King Kids Club. <laughs> <laughs> so there, <laughs> these breakers are just caricatures of, of what I guess people thought New York was. At the, the breakers time. are broken. They broke these breakers big time. And at the end there, this punk with the tallest mohawk with the like cleanest looking red leather suit that he's wearing. Again, like hundreds of dollars put into what he's wearing. Right. So it just yeah. doesn't seem right for him to be a street gang guy. He snaps his fingers and it's like the beginning, that was already very Warriors to me, and it's like the beginning of a Broadway musical or something where, like, a street gang guy snaps his fingers and all of these Technicolor freaks just, like, show up out of nowhere to couch him yeah. in bad clothes and all and, uh, multicolored hair mm -hmm. and all this shit. It seems like they were going to start snapping like they're the Sharks or oh, something yeah, like right? that. Yeah. All of this was very Broadway, all, like, way over the top because they chase these guys, these kids, these breakers away, and they jump on a dumpster that's just sitting out in the street. I, again, don't live in New York, don't know if that's common, yeah. but never heard of people just taking hitching rides <laughs> on loose dumpsters <laughs> that are on wheels on, in the middle of the sidewalk. Yeah, definitely. We're talking about a full-size dumpster. And they ride that down past a waiting car. A very conspicuous car, mm. a, bl a very blue car standing out amongst the gritty grays and grime yes. of New York City. I'm assuming this is New York. This has to be New York. I think so. Okay. So they get, these these breakers get cornered by, like, on their, their uh, pincer attacked by gang members on either side. And all of a sudden, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I two, still can't do it, right? I was doing yeah, way here. Two Transformers show up. One is a car, and the other one's just riding inside of him. Yeah. They're 20 fucking <laughs> feet tall, at least. And they pull out laser guns. Laser guns are drawn on both sides. Yeah. Immediately. Mm -hmm. Again, this would fit right in with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and vice versa. Like, this is like the same show almost at this it, point. It, yeah, pretty much. It still bothers me, and I and boggles my mind, that Transformers, who are robots, are using guns that are lasers, like, separate from themselves. They should just have them built into their bodies. That's my opinion. No, listen, you're 100% correct. Okay. Yes, sir. I'm now they're, on that. And they're fighting these street punks who, we'll find out, there's a reason that they have lasers, but also I would say the reason they have lasers is because parents don't want kids to see people with guns, <laughs> real guns on TV. <laughs> but you have 20-foot robots versus, I don't know, like 15 men, just yeah. people. This should be a no, there shouldn't, this is, how is this even a fight? They're giant monsters, these yeah. robot people. I don't, I mean, it's funny because it, every time they're- It should be game over instantly. Yes. They should, they should just run away. The people yeah. should run away if they're smart. <laughs> we'll find out later they're mind controlled. So I, I guess they, you know, maybe they didn't think to do that, but it's, they encounter humans a few times and like, like we, we passed an amendment last time we talked about the Transformers. Yes. We met in Toon Court and we passed an amendment saying essentially that the Transformers powers can vary wildly and they can have any power so long or, or, not have any power. Their powers are basically based on what the plot requires. Whatever builds the most drama. So, like, if we need them to not be strong enough to overpower 15 humans, yeah. then they can't do it right then. 
But I would say this is like a gross representation <laughs> of the ridiculousness of their two robots that are the size of a building yeah. versus people with it later on just implements, just like hammers and stuff like that. And they still get overtaken by them somehow. <laughs> How strong? It just doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. The Transformers should never have to run from these guys no. or, or anything. It just shouldn't happen. They should never be like concerned yeah. about anything unless it's another Transformer, I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so our two guys, our two Transformers that have arrived yes. are tracks who we mentioned before and he turns into a car that also flies yeah he transforms like into two things actually. i think so yeah that's pretty cool mm-hmm. I'm, I'm into that two <laughs> dual transformation i'm there absolutely <laughs> I'm deuces and then we also have a a saucy gentleman who turns into a boom box sound familiar Sound yes, wave of yes. the Decepticons mm-hmm. also turns into a boombox. Yeah. His name is Blaster. Ooh. We're going to hear a little sampling of tracks and Blaster. <laughs> wicka, wicka, wicka. I got it, I got it, I got it. What the deuce? Not your basic gang uniform. Blaster, you're Electro Scrambler. Right on. You boys are about to get shut down. You are seriously out of your league, brother. Looks like you got yourselves in a jam somehow. <laughs> How about it, my man? If anyone's dressed to excess, it's us. Oh, man. <laughs> and always that music cue at the end of it. Blaster is clearly um, at least... Well, here's the thing. He, he is not... By appearance, black, you know, I mean, he's just like a red and silver robot. Yeah. But he apparently, because he's related to music, he must be related to African-American culture yeah. <laughs> in the speech. He is from another planet. We, we talked about this last time. I'm not going to go on about it very long, but it is yeah. insane that they have accents that we have on Earth. They're from millions of years in the past and they have the same accents and jive talk. There's a lot of jive talk in this. Like Lots. true, I would not say jive talk if it wasn't actually like 1970s style jive turkey talk. Legitimate jive talk. True, true jive. <laughs> Volume 10. <laughs> I had that CD. He, yeah, Pam Greer is on the cover. Uh-huh. He, I, I mean, I like him, but he's basically jazz all over again. Remember jazz in the in the first episodes that we watched? Yes. It's it's the, quote unquote, the black transformer. Yeah. Apparently they had this trouble. I haven't seen the movies. They had trouble with that in the movies where like they had a transformer that's obviously supposed to be black and he just like only talks in this, soul, hey, soul brother kind of language. <laughs> and I mean, I guess representation is nice, but man, is it just like, it's just so stereotypical. <laughs> Right, it's pretty. It's pretty offensive. He says, "My man," like, like it's a Denzel Washington thing. Every time he talks, it's like, "My man, my man, how's it going, my man?" Or I guess like an uncomfortable white person, you know, saying "my man" to somebody. I a lot of that, but I do like he's 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 charming. Yeah. He's easily distracted from his mission. I would say oh, we'll find yeah, out definitely. in a minute that he's very easily distracted. And then tracks is funny. He sounds like the most like he sounds like the complete opposite. Like he's a wasp. He is. At the country club. He's wearing the ascot. He's very... He's he's wearing the white v-neck sweater. Or if he's not wearing it, it's tied around. It's tied around his neck. He's it's, playing it's, tennis. <laughs> Buffy, did you see that Transformer go by? He's that guy. and But he's still likable. But that, that that seems like they just had a list you, of... You could say they're on different side of the tracks. I, would, I, you, I could say that. Do you want me to? No, no. I mean, you're fine. I, I just said it. No, I'll, I'll do it. Obviously, you, you want me to. Okay. You're being past aggressive about it. And it's, it's fine. <laughs> they're from... Th- Different sides of the tracks, you might say. Yeah. You're welcome. 
Um, I like both these guys. They're not especially full of attitude otherwise, except like it really is just like when they had Transformers, they made a list of names, they had the toys. And then on the show, they're just like, all right, what are all of the accents in the world? And then they just like keep checking them off. Like we got how many black guys do we got? How many white guys do we have? How many like I'm sure there's probably supposed to be a Native American sounding shaman type, yeah, one, right. you know, and all these other like any accent you can think of Chicago, Boston, California. They're all represented. It's a rainbow uh-huh. of it's it's a melting pot, <laughs> even yeah. a smelting pot, if you will. You said it. Had to crank down, power down my bad joke machine. I don't remember how I did it last time. <laughs> no, that's terrible. It's close. You're closer on that one. It's all bad. Don't listen to me. Guys, turn the podcast off. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, wait, no. <laughs> so Tracks and Blaster, they apparently have been casing, like, again, like detectives, like police. This yeah. is the state of the Transformers at this point in the series that they're just hanging out in New York in disguise. Yeah, they, they're robots yeah, they, in disguise. They are, they are a dragnet episode. Yeah, totally. <laughs> And they're just looking for Decepticon uh, activity, they said. And they've been watching Dancitron <laughs> for for this, again, like the police would be doing. And so they think something weird's going on there. And they decide to go into the place. Now, for starters, I don't know why their breakdancing outside of that place is any threat to the club at all. Right, yeah. Like, they're not... People, was that happening a lot at the time? Like clubs were losing business to street performers, <laughs> street formers, as we said earlier today. Like that's not, that's something you watch while you're in line. You go see it and then you're done. It's not a long thing. And then you go where you're going. Like that just seems weird that that's our in how we drew the humans into this particular story is that like, this is our corner. It's like, you're not posing any threat to my plan. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't get a mixed drink at the, at no. the, uh, at the breakdancer <laughs> station. You don't say I met this hot broad at the performer last night. <laughs> Like at the breaker, oh man, he was spinning on his head, and I just like grabbed it. Like that's no one sells that story. He mean. Hey, this guy's creepy. Get him out of here. <laughs> um, I, I that part is very made up to me, and uh, but <laughs> Blaster and Tracks also decide. Okay, we're gonna investigate. We're gonna go into Dancatron. Us, the two of us, two twenty just plus two of us. us, just two twenty foot tall robots. Walking into a club, they must have very high ceilings. Fly under the radar. Yeah. Well, they, okay, the way, what they rely on, and they say this, is that they're going to look like they're just in high fashion, cutting edge fashion. (laughs) What the fuck, man? Like, come on. And that's, guess what? That's how it plays in the show. Yeah. People do not look at them and scream and run away like they should, nor do they say like, well, that's clearly an Autobot because apparently some people kind of know what that is because like when Raul says to the other breakers, you know, I know this this Autobot, like, man, you don't know the Autobots. It's like, so that's a common parlance now. But no, people just think that these are two guys in suits or something. That <laughs> one guy even says that to them. <laughs> the, this, the club scene looks like it's a dance club for time travelers. Because everybody, and there's a reason yeah, it's that this world. everybody is just from every, it's like, it's like the cantina from Star Wars. Like, it's just this mishmash of everybody. <laughs> yeah, just, you could put, and this same shitty rock music is looping in the background the whole time. It's about 20 seconds of music that just goes, goes, goes. They're all dancing and they're all on E, it looks like, because they're just in another world. Tracks had pointed out earlier they planted something in the animation that we only realized later. Yeah. There was a businessman amongst all the street punks. One businessman. One businessman. Did you notice that? 
And uh, of course, I didn't notice that. But when I went back, I did. <laughs> and uh, he says, like, that's weird. And that, that again, that's a detective mind yeah. to point out something like that. And when they go into the club, you see that they're like, a lot of them are well-dressed, but then there's a woman that's in her bathrobe and her hair curlers dancing. And everybody else just looks like they're from some science fiction movie. Yeah. But that's more evidence. Like, tracks keep saying, more out-of-place people. Can't believe. Like, he's really, really good at this. He's a very good detective. <laughs> yeah. I guess he does have a computer for a brain or whatever it is. I don't know how they're built. I, do they have, like, or, like metal <laughs> robotic organs inside of them? Like, robotic lungs and shit? I think. They're I weird. Mean, yeah, they still is. don't make I, sense to me. I don't, I don't get the whole They never will. Their physiology is a, is a mystery that will never be solved. <laughs> and I don't want it to be. It's probably better that it's not. It's cut open. If you have a Transformer toy at home, cut it open and let us know what's on the inside, please. <laughs> and take a picture of it. <laughs> All right. So, the auto, Autobots be in the club, like, boom. And they come in. Everybody is all about them. Some ladies, some ladies mm, yeah. are interested. Wanna dance? <laughs> Blaster. Hey, he's off my man. How about it, shiny one? No, thanks. Hey, uh, where'd you get those threads? Soho? <laughs> Cybertron. Hey, what's the address? <laughs> My he, man. He just told him where they're from. This man will not take reality as it stands in front of him. This is a robot. This is a listen to the way they talk. Yeah. They're fucking robot. They're 20 feet tall. I, I will keep saying that this whole time. They're fucking 20 feet tall. So the women that approach them to dance, one, look like they're like 1800s debutantes. Yeah. The way like they have like peacock feathers and shit on. Yeah. I don't know where they came from, but. They sound like they're on cocaine or yeah, so, like, they're on like, something. Like Courtney Love. Yeah. Hey, you want to dance? Like, hey, it's like, oh, gosh, I need you to sober up before we even talk. Like, I think this is illegal right now. <laughs> this is not good. Um, and I don't know if that's supposed to be the, like, the brainwashing that's going on. Right. Because that's what, again, mind control is happening. But the guy is Alleg acting allegedly, normal. Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, God. <laughs> that guy's bad. You always go to, yeah, you always go to bat for the worst people. I think you should reconsider <laughs> your practice. But the, if that's true, the guy who asks him about their suits, he's not acting weird. He's not acting mind-controlled. He's acting normal. Yeah. So some people are mindless weirdos, I guess, or they're just like daft ladies, these ones, I guess. <laughs> they're just kind of vapid, you know. I, I don't, not that that has anything to do with their being women, just they particularly are, I guess. But, you know, people at the club, they're not always presenting their best face, I guess. <laughs> they, they, be, they be at the club like. They be at the club like, hey, you want to dance? I, okay, so Blaster says yes. He is up for a dance in the middle of this investigation. Yeah, he's he's forgot the whole the whole reason. He's he's such a ladies' <laughs> man. There, yeah. He cannot he cannot resist. And he takes like it's like a Beauty and the Beast camera shot, like straight out of the Disney Beauty <laughs> and the Beast, where he's got her hand, which is like the size of a like a knitting needle yeah. in his fingers as he leads her out to the dance floor. Like their hands are in the front of the shot and they walk out and he's leading her so daintily. I lost my damn mind watching this. I was, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing that this is actually about to happen. They're going to dance and they do. It's, yeah. <laughs> what is the deal with this? What what happened? This from the, what happened from the first episode? We I watched? know they again. If you're done, change. They've they've adopted to or adapted even to Earth lifestyle. I guess. Yeah. And you're gonna if you turn them into beat cops. Hey man, they gotta let loose steam somehow. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then they are a perfect like cop team. And I would probably like to see like tracks and blaster in YPD Blue Edition, where they just like go around New York solving crimes. Yeah. And you know because one is loose 
and the other one's more uptight, so it's a perfect buddy good, comedy. Good bot, bad bot situation. Good bot, bad bot. A GBBB. GBBBS. Um, I... It, I, it boggles my mind, again, that, that that happened. I love it. It's such a weird shot. Please go track that down if you don't watch the whole episode. Go watch a large robot that could crush a human on accident. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leading a lady in, like, green <laughs> feathers out to go dance on the dance floor. And it's at that point that we realize things are not all right here uh-huh. at Danceatron. Because up It's in, a lie. It's all a lie, That's right. Will. It's all artifice. It is all smoke and mirrors. It's a farce. It's a farce. It's a farce. I'll tell you what. It's a farce. <laughs> Behind all of it, up in up in the booth, like in the office, you know, like if you're a gangster, you run a club. That's what you do. Yeah. And you look out on your club and uh-huh. you drink like nice whiskey or whatever or bourbon probably. <laughs> and you, you talk business with your guys and you're never happy with how things are going. Well, in this case, the gangsters... Are Starscream the Decepticon and Soundwave the Decepticon? Yeah. People who turn, <laughs> I see people, giant also robots who turn into a jet and a boombox, just like Blaster. They're in charge of this nightclub. Yeah. Just uh, up, up there counting the money and. Yeah. And, and put shit in a safe and yeah. like like paying off the women and probably like paying off cops yeah. to look the other way. Bl- blowing, blowing lines of. Oh, man. Dope. Doing so much blow. Yeah. It's like Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Goodfellas with just all Transformers in place. Like a tiny little, what, Bumblebee would be Joe Pesci's part in it probably because wow. he's small. Dude, the Dude. fall of Optimus Prime. I'd love it. I'd love it. I guess I'm thinking more like Casino, too. That would work, too. Hell Almost yeah. the same movie. This is how bonkers this whole thing is. You have got robots dancing on the dance floor with people who look like they're from out of time. And you have robots behind the glass operating the whole thing. Uh, I would like to hear Starscream, his voice in this particular episode. Yeah. He's always high. He's the same guy who played Cobra Commander. And he, uh, Chris Lotta, I think is his, was his name. And he he always does these high-pitched characters. But he seems like he's singing almost all the time. Like, he's not as gritty in his voice. And I just broke out laughing every time he said anything. Yeah. And, of course, we get a good little reminder of what Mr. Soundwave sounds like. Mm. Everyone loves a vocoder. Two Autobots just waltz into the joint. They must be terminated. Too risky in here. And I've those kids to deal with first. There's no escape tracks. You'll never get out of this club alive. Ready for ultrasound transmission. Not only is the construction proceeding on schedule, but I have the Autobot tracks prisoner. He will soon be no more. Wow. <laughs> Again, we've said it anytime he's on the show, uh, Chris Lotto, whether it's as, as Cobra Commander or as Starscream, his voice must have been so shot after he, those sessions. He's a joy, man. But he, I don't know about any of this. Like, he's talking basically like that. Maybe it's to save his voice now because he's like, <laughs> the Autobots are here. How did they make it through? So weird. What a weird choice, but it, it's so fitting yeah. for the character. And if you add that effect what? to it. What? <laughs> I, he will turn on a dime, as we found out last time. Man. He will lo- he's very bipolar. This what a, what gentleman. a great voice actor, though. I love it. I love it. And, of course, Soundwave. Always always lovely to hear from Soundwave. Yeah. The first thing Starscream said in that was, in spite of all my surveillance, two Autobots managed to find their way through. Yeah, that that's a good point. 
don't point that out. If that's a plot hole that I wasn't going to think of otherwise, don't mention it unless you have a solution for it. Like that's he doesn't ever explain how that happened. He probably should fire somebody. Oh, definitely, or dock pay or kill some. I mean, if you're running a real good crime, you're at least going to break some legs. Or something it, like it that. It would be one thing if there were some trans other Transformers in there. No, no. But there's not. It's two Transformers <laughs> and then two other Transformers going against them. I, more and more, the more we t- I'm thinking about this, I'm being distracted in my head by, like, trying to set up basically a Sopranos with, like, Transformers cops, Transformers, you know, gangsters, all yeah, this shit. Like, yeah. I just want, I want it so bad now. <laughs> I really want this. Because the question is, of course, why were they programmed to be this way? If there are, I know there are beings, like they were born this way, however you want to put it, but they are robots. They have programming, don't they? Like, why are they the way they are? Who did this to them? Who? Who made them that way? And why? <laughs> what purpose does that serve? Yeah, what, what's going on? What, what's the real deal? He also says, I think he says, first we have to deal with those kids. The breakers. He's talking about the breakers. Yeah. yeah. That is not a pressing issue. As we've already said, people are breakdancing on the other side of the street, not drawing your your business away. Yeah. You're, you're hypnotizing people. You don't even need to worry. Play it over the radio. You'll be fine. But he's saying like, and forget about those Autobots that are currently in the area that we need to take out now. We should probably just fight them and kill them now. We need to go take care of these three humans that got away from us before. I feel like it's just like a personal vendetta at that point. Starscream is a very petty person. We found out. A little, I mean, a little bit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's he, he's very insecure. I would imagine he's a very insecure bot underneath all that, <laughs> as tends to be with people who are the squeaky wheels. <laughs> I, it just seems like it's all like people are making bad decisions and they're not even bothering to say with bad reasoning why they're choosing to do it. Right. Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> it's just a child's dream of shit's <laughs> happening. We got dancing robots. Deal with it. We got it all. Everything's here. And this whole thing is so, like, the way they present it is just so pedestrian and normal in a way. Like, they don't make a huge deal out of the fact that, again, people aren't reacting to the robots even. It almost feels like they took this plot from another cartoon show and just plugged in the robots and the Decepticons. Like, in fact, there is a G.I. Joe episode with a very similar plot where they put out a music video, I think, that hypnotizes people. We'll have to visit that as a companion piece to this. But it almost is, it, There's a, it's a sitcom level of like, what are those zany Decepticons going to get up to next time? It is. It gets really silly, it's, man. And I, I wondered, what were they going to do when we watched the Transformers, the first miniseries? Like, I was like, how are they going to make more episodes of this? Like, the only thing they can do is fight each other. Well, Good or bad, they answered my question. Right? They're, they're like, hey, listen, we just watched an episode of I Love Lucy. Yeah. And we'll just mirror that. You've got Megatron and Optimus Prime, like, working in the chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> in the chocolate factory. <laughs> or Starscream and Megatron are, like, painting the uh, the line down the middle of the apartment that they share. You've got some splaining to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do those zany Decepticons get up to? Right. You'll find out mm, right after this message. Bop. Hey, Travis. Hey, what's up, Will? Yeah, it's Will from the Days Past Tooncast. It's Travis from Days Past. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, man. From the Tooncast, though, yeah, right? Okay. for sure. Uh, I, I have to ask you a question. What's that, man? Did you know that there is a monthly swap meet? What? For toys. I know the swap meet part was, was pretty important to you. Yeah. But it's for toys. Modern and vintage. Wow. Monthly here in Dallas, Texas. Uh-huh. And it's held at The Lost Toys. Whoa. Now, we've talked about them on the program we have, before. We've yes. been there together mm-hmm. as a team. Yes. We've gone there. We've purchased items. Yes, we've we got have. toys in this very room at the DPTC studios. Decor everywhere, man. Yes. If you want to go buy 
vintage toys yep. in good condition. Mm-hmm. They've even got some, hey, if you don't want to spend as much money, they've got stuff for you that's out of the box. They've got yes. stuff in the box, all sorts of menti. Loose morals, like we talk about. They've on got this. a loose morals, like, uh, it's like the porno <laughs> section of a blockbuster <laughs> that you can go in and you don't yeah. have to feel any shame right. for buying these unboxed toys. They have got everything you want. He-Man, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mask, M.A.S.K. They've got it all. Star- oh, they got a whole room of Star Wars. All of that. You st- you're stepping into... <laughs> The planet Star Wars <laughs> yep. from Star Wars when you go there. Mm-hmm. And every month, every damn month. Last Saturday of the month. Last Saturday of the month. Yes, that's sir. June 30th this month. Mm-hmm. They have a swap meet. And everybody who's anybody in the world of toys and cartoons in the area comes in there and they pedal their wares. Yes. And it is a badass time. Travis. Yes. You and me are going to be there. We will for sure be there. Man. Absolutely. Passing our stickers out. Yes. Whoop, Guys. Whoop. Show up June 30th. That's the last Saturday of this month Mm -hmm. at The Lost Toys, not only for all the cool toys and collectibles and just the the brotherhood of other fans, Mm -hmm. but you'll be able to get free Days Past Tooncast stickers from Travis and I. Yes. Yeah. Come meet us. We'll hang out. It'll be great. We'll Mm -hmm. talk about, we don't even have to talk about anything that's on the show. I'm just like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Is your job doing okay? <laughs> cool. And not only are we going to be there, but I guess maybe a bigger deal is that Eris Quinones. Mm-hmm. Yep. YouTube celeb is going to be is there. going to be there. Yeah. Known for his work on Film Riot and Variant Comics, man. Yes. Fantastic work. You don't want to miss this. Not at all. I man. don't want to miss this, and I'm not. I'm going to do what I want. I won't miss it. I'm a big boy, <laughs> and I do what I want. Yes. And I don't want to miss this. Ever. So check out the Lost Toys, man. Located at 1451 Empire Central in Dallas. Be there or be dead. Yes. Days past Tooncast, we're back. Yes. Transformers are in the air. Transformers up in your hair. Transformers are everywhere. Transformers. Won't you give a care? If you dare. That'll count as our rap section Okay. this time. <laughs> Don't put a, anyone through that again. I'm, I'm going to try this again and see if I can do it. <laughs> yeah, Travis, uh, you, you brought today some uh, props for us. I did, man. I had them laying around. I didn't want to really, uh, I didn't want to buy these. I actually had these laying around, so it worked out perfectly. There was what two are they? They are some 80s glasses, man. Yeah. So by 80s glasses, you mean... <laughs> Yeah, they're, uh, they're they're pink and they and they got the the I don't know how to really they describe have plastic, that. like like jail bar uh, jail bars yeah jail bars across the front like right, like you're yeah. looking through shades or yeah. something like that yeah you brought some for me and for you and they are impossibly hot to wear they in this are. room they they, are. they steam up immediately and I feel like I'm looking through a hot steamy window at somebody and when you put them on you do get a little confused you can't see properly it's 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 just it's like being dehydrated yes it's complete madness. <laughs> Well, they are very 80s appropriate, and so I thank you for that. We would definitely make it into Dancetron with these on. Oh, for sure. But I will not be wearing them anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure we could be dressed uh, as elephants and make it into Dancetron. It's Dance-a-tron. true. You could be, dan- be not dressed. Yeah. You can be <laughs> dressed in all the clothes. It doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. what you do. You could just, just come drive, in. You could drive your car into Dancetron. <laughs> yeah, the car would probably start dancing. It'd yeah. probably turn out to be an Autobot. Right. And speaking of Autobots, that's who we're catching up with here. Tracks and Blaster. So they investigated the club. They all they did is dance and refuse a dance and then leave, apparently. Like they didn't go in the back and ask any questions like good cops would, if that's what they were, <laughs> where the where the other Decepticons are. Like, like that would have solved like, like they've been acting like, yeah, the whole time. They've been acting like cops. Yeah. They're just walking around on foot having a conversation in New York by <laughs> the train. And in the train is where our breakers from earlier before 
Raul, Poplock, Poplock is great, and Rocksteady, not from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But close. But yeah, very close. Maybe he turns into their Rocksteady later. Spinoff. Who knows? Crossover. They see that this train is going, as they put it, 100 miles per hour faster than it should. <laughs> and the train with the breakers in it, What hap- what's happened is that I guess the guy uh, piloting the train, <laughs> that's not what it's called, conducting the train, he is mind controlled by the Decepticons to kill these kids. Yeah. He's not anywhere, I guess they play music for him, but where does that come from? I don't know. So if that's the case, if they can do that outside of the club, why not just do it everywhere? (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about it, like if they can control a human that's in a train far away from the club, because that's what's happening. They're they're playing this music that apparently has subsonic waves is what they call it. Uh, That's bullshit. It's not how it works. But they- No, I'm not. Okay. I'm just. I'm acting big in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah, you're big arm right I'm, now. I'm acting. I'm, I'm. Yeah, walking big arm. <laughs> they, but that's supposedly what's happening. So if they can play it for a man in a train <laughs> halfway across the city, why not just play it over the radio? Release mm-hmm. it as a single. Well, we won't have that answer anytime soon. I'm sure. That man is trying to kill the kids in the train. And again, why that is such a big deal to Starscream to kill these kids? It seems like revenge thing. Like it's he's been disrespected by them. If you, if you get on his turf, it's almost like a rule. He's like, if I don't kill them, I'll look weak yeah. in front of the other bangers. You know. <laughs> Luckily, our Transformer friends are on the scene to respond and save our kiddos. The way that they do it, it shows how human-like they're portraying them as, as far as like power level goes. Yeah. Because Trax turns into a car that turns into a plane kind of car, and Breaker just rides him up there. Breaker just turns into a boombox. So what what worth is that as an offensive <laughs> or defensive anything? Yeah. He just rides up there with him and then walks across like a tightrope that's attached to this runaway train. He might as well just be a person. He might as well just be like Indiana Jones. Yeah. Because you're acting like he's in great peril and having to balance. Like, he can fly. They can all fly. And I, I, I know we have an amendment that says they'll have whatever powers they're really, they're really stretching the limit on my ability to stick by that. So I'm going to step away from it. But they are, they <laughs> you're like, are. You're like, I, I have to look the other way. I can't do this. I, right well, now. I know because I'll just be uh, complaining the whole time. Like they had to create drama somehow. But keep in mind, why? <laughs> if the car that's flying can catch up to the train enough to get behind it, why doesn't it just catch up to it enough to fly right beside it and the kids can jump out or something? Like they're acting like this is such a great uh, train robbery situation, like a heist or something, or it's you know major risk, and that's just it's false drama, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and save the kids, they do, and the murderer, the would-be murderer <laughs> that is the train conductor, gets away. Probably goes to dance it off at Dancetron. At this point, they know. Everything, it, there, there's something wrong with that club. They finally can all agree on that. About so they, time. Yeah. They split up. Uh, the two breakers that are not regulars on the show or recurring characters, yeah. Poplock and the other guy, Rocksteady, they're just going to go off on their own. They're not invited. And then Breaker is going to go to a, a base in the city now yeah. that's in, you guessed it, I think it's either a mechanics garage or a warehouse, as they tend to have <laughs> in New York. And, like, that's where, I was really confused when he went. I thought he just rent, went to a random, like, place in New York that happened to have their computer inside of it. Right, But it's, yeah. the, it's the speaking computer whose voice is Casey Kasem. Oh, I love I it. I love hearing his voice anywhere. And Casey Kasem just does his, he just does his voice. He doesn't really he does change stuff. it up very much. Yeah. It's more about the character, the attitude is his what His range is right there at it Casey is, Kasem. Yeah. It's like between Casey and Kasem. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's where his, his notch is. 
He is going to ask the computer, which he's not technologically advanced enough to just ask him like wirelessly, because this is 1985. They don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah. No. <laughs> he has to go ask the computer for like advice, I guess. <laughs> it's like an old like uncle or something like that. Whereas Trax and Raul... I don't know if they're headed to the club and then they get distracted. Yeah. I, okay. So they're, again, Trax, I, I don't know if that's his character, that he is a, like a country club detective, yeah. some kind of, which I kind of <laughs> like the character idea because he is just on the lookout for things that I just wouldn't even, I don't think I would, maybe I'm just not detective material. Well, I mean, you're all right, I think. Thank you. You can do it. Yeah, you. you can do it, bro. I, I've always wanted to be the kind of detective that neither carries a gun nor is fired upon by guns. Like, yeah. I would like to do other things, but not put myself in harm's way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just called being like, like, like someone who listens to true crime podcasts, probably. <laughs> or like yeah. a true crime writer. Yeah. You just want to be in the office. Exactly. The, I just like the, doing the, the paperwork. Stuff. Yeah. I yeah. just like working, doing my fives. Yeah. <laughs> They're driving to the club and Trax notices that there's a construction site and people are working on it and it's 1 a.m. People don't work on those at 1 a.m. Yeah, like he, right. he says that, and I agree with him, but I also say, like, that's, it's, I'm just not used to Transformers knowing so much about what goes on on the planet Earth. But I don't, I don't remember, don't keep in mind that they've been here for 52 episodes at this point or whatever it is. Yeah. So that's really on me, not on tracks. <laughs> <laughs> tracks is clear on this. Tracks is on track to upper management. Yeah. <laughs> of the Transformers. They don't even mention Optimus Prime in this. They don't even mention any other Autobots. Or <laughs> they, they don't. No, which I'm I'm again, I'm fine with. I'm fine with this being like an ensemble show where they just focus on whichever group of Transformers they want to. Right. At that time, that's actually helpful for me to track who I'm talking to or about or listening to. Because that miniseries, like, I just did not know what I was looking at. It was just a bunch of metal that was colored different ways. It could have just been one big centipede of Transformers. <laughs> you know, like the human centipede, but uh, the Transformer centipede. Yeah. They go check out this construction site, which I wouldn't ass automatically assume is connected to this plot that they still haven't really. I don't know. I, I guess because I'm watching it as a viewer, it's obvious to me what's going on. They know, they keep getting hints that things are not right, but they're not willing to make that jump to say, like, I think we should go in the back office and talk to somebody yeah. <laughs> at Dancetron. They go around a wall, like they're they're peering around a wall, like Abbott and Costello or something like that, watching this group of construction workers building something that apparently they shouldn't be building. <laughs> it's something that is for whoever's in charge of Dancetron, yeah. Starscream and them. Trax realizes this. He and Raul are speaking at full volume to each other. <laughs> no, no whisper. No, no, no six they're speaking voice, huh? at full volume. One of them is a 20 foot tall robot and he they're behind a wall that is shorter than Trax is. And they're, they're trying to be quiet, like they're detectives or, or, or secret agents or something. Their whole conversation must have been heard by these people that are mind controlled. Yeah. You know, like I don't it just I, I guess the conversation carries on. I'm like, this is not a quiet moment. It's just I think they're building something. And like everybody had just been to a concert the night before and they're being like, they can't hear how yeah. loud they are. It's it's a mild scream, really. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And all the construction people, only once they're done with that loud conversation, charge them. And again, these are just people with hammers and like uh, crowbars, probably. Like it's like you're again, it's like the Warriors. It's like the Warriors, one of the gangs from the Warriors, the movie, fighting Optimus Prime almost yeah. like something like that. And they run away. Like, this is a big deal. Now, I there is a guy who takes on a rivet gun and gets on back there and fires these hot rivets. Yeah. But even, I don't know, is that even that big a deal? 
<laughs> to a transformer? <laughs> no, I don't think so. They managed to get away from these people, which is, it's like the, the mob that chases Frankenstein, yeah. you know, and yeah, it's just minus, forks, minus yeah. pitchforks and I, I don't know, maybe there were pitchforks. Maybe they needed to do some gardening in that area, in the construction site, <laughs> yeah. but like minus the torches, that's basically what they're facing and they have to run away from it. The man is a car. He can just zoom away, zoom out of there. There's no risk here. Yeah. But they do get away and they head to the club to f- check it out. Meanwhile, Breaker is talking to Teletron 1, the computer, Casey Kasem. The voice of Casey Kasem, <laughs> and he's just tell- Casey is telling him the top twenties, yeah, the top twenty hits. This is a weird right detail. He just says like, I, "There's not inherently anything wrong with the sound, but there are subsonic waves, which could mean hypnotism." Like, why make it that detailed? Just say, "Absolutely, there's hypnotism going on here." <laughs> just make it cut and dried. I don't know why they wouldn't commit to that. Yeah, he leaves. He's headed to the club too. Meanwhile, this is <laughs> this is where. They, they have to introduce something more than just robots versus robots. There has to be, like, a human element. Like, in the original miniseries, you had the, oh, what's the kid? Sparky or whatever. <laughs> what's the kid's what? name? The kid that Shia LaBeouf plays in the movies. Okay, I don't remember his name. Yeah, me neither. It's a weird name. So, it, it was that. Like, him and his dad are in danger or something like that. You have to have a human in danger because if it's just robots, no one gives No one really gives even a one and a half craps. We cut over to Poplock. And Rocksteady are our, our Dickensian street breakers. They're trying to earn some cash. Yeah. Just trying to make a make their way in this crazy world. Make a living. In, in old, the, uh, the Big Apple. And the only way they know how, by breakdancing to hard rock music. <laughs> it's so silly. <laughs> and they, they feel left out. They feel uh, their friend, Raul, kind of shit-talked them when he was the one that was chosen to go hang out outside the club and not do anything. Yeah. So... They decide they're going to go infiltrate the club. They manage to beat him there because they get caught up at the construction site. They are fucking meatheads, these two. Like, they, <laughs> they, they, they seem to have the same, for starters, I think they deserve whatever is coming to them. Because they decide to go. They, they're doing it out of spite, basically, in jealousy. They show up at the club. They come in. And they're oh they, the guy some guy approaches them from the club and gives them free tickets and they know exactly what's going on they say we're gonna crack this case not those those Autobot det- gum shoes over uh. there <laughs> Robo gum shoes yeah and so they go into the club they make it about ten steps into that place before they decide to dance instead and I, I guess that that could be the hypnosis but it's it plays like it's just a personal choice yeah like because the same thing that Breaker did earlier where it's like. And se- but instead of being approached by a woman, they see two girls that could not more obviously be underage. The- do you remember these girls? Like they're yeah, they're yeah. drawn like anime, but like and maybe these guys are supposed to be young too. I don't know, but they don't strike me as like fifteen. And these two girls look dangerously young to be dancing with these these street breakers. I'm with frankly. you, frankly. Um, but they pick them up and they start dancing the night away, and they are lost to the hypnosis, as we will find out, because when tracks shows up. He sees them. Hey, buddies, what are y'all doing here? Hey, we found something out. They lead him up to the office. It's an ambush. They got bushwhacked. (laughs) Fubar. It's an ambush. You got Starscream and Soundwaver in there just ready. They're they're so gangster here, threatening tracks with unarmed human beings <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as right? usual this is a, like they do fight him a little bit but ultimately they let these people who are dancing be the threat to the again how tall the robots 
Uh, I don't know. Tw- yeah, 20 to 30 feet tall. Yay, yeah, between like 19 and 21 feet tall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he, I don't get it, but that's what they do. They just send this these people against them and they, they rat pack them. They just clobber them and ultimately basically crucify him. <laughs> Like yes, they yeah. have him up in an X, so it's not too offensive, I guess. But like he is strung up against a speaker system that is like hitting those bass notes so hard that he says it's rattling him apart. <laughs> and it doesn't look like anything bad is happening to him. He just looks like he's chained by normal sized chains to some speakers. Why he can't break out? Well, Transformers Amendment. That's <laughs> just that's the happen. answer. Yeah. You know what? So I'm just gonna skip right by it. Gonna blow past that one. And I'm I don't know. I I tend not, like I said, I feel like those kids, these breakers, kind of deserve whatever is coming to them. <laughs> just, you're, just, you're just at that I level just, now, huh? I just feel like, well, because they just couldn't let, I mean, I don't know. They, they probably didn't grow up in a good home, so they don't, they have street smarts, but they, they're also out to prove themselves. I get that. Um, they talk a lot of shit. They talk a lot of junk, talk a lot of trash. And this show also has a lot of pop culture references from the time and just a lot of jokes, a lot of. Last week we had turtle yucks. This week we have robo yucks. Yes. And now for your listening pleasure, some yucks. <laughs> Clip time. Time to pull a Michael Jackson. What? Let's beat it. I wish this was the blaster. He'd show those turkeys. That cooler with that jive, man. You know the Autobots like I know Prince. Hey, we were just breaking in front of the Dancertron, and these road warrior rejects tried to bounce us out. <laughs> Didn't spy anything unusual. A disco dolly dancing with a garbage man? A guy off the cover of GQ dancing with a housewife? You don't call that unusual? <laughs> I ought to french fry your circuits. This is a stone dread. Man. <laughs> Yo, the dude's gone crazy! Yeah, like a fox. Yo, how come he gets to go out clubbing with the sly car? Some guys got the juice, and some ain't. Cool it and get in. <laughs> he cuts him off. Oh, man. Prince, Michael Jackson, Road Warrior, uh, GQ, just all staples of any well-rounded breakfast. Jive turkey. J- oh, man, jive turkey. Jive turkey. Ugh, that's, that's dangerous. You're playing with fire if you write Jive Turkey into your, your script. You're, you're playing with fire. It's black magic. The black arts. So I marked 13 minutes, 25 seconds into this episode. Yeah. We get our only taste of the biggest baddie of the Transformers universe. I guess of the main crew. The usual big bad guy. The the overboss. If you're going to look at it as a gangster hierarchy, then Soundwave is probably the consigliere. And Starscream is whatever the other guy is. Yeah. But then above him, the true boss, the Tony Soprano, Megatron, only appears in a phone call, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Checking in on his investments, essentially. Yeah. It's so short. I mean, I love hearing his voice and seeing him there. I'm glad he wasn't there. He would have taken up too much space. Like You would have missed it if you blinked. I, yeah, yeah. And it's not important. It's just to remind us that this is who Starscream works for. I find it hard to believe that Megatron approves of this plan. Like, he's smarter than that. This is a Starscream plan, has Starscream written all over it. It's it's over the top. It's dumb. Right, yeah. It's unnecessarily complicated. Like, I feel like this is something that he would do without Megatron knowing either to get in his good graces or to overthrow him somehow. Yeah. But nope, Megatron seems to be okay with it. When Breaker arrives at the club, he finds Raul outside. Trax has been inside for a while. They don't know what's been going on. Breaker just tells him to wait outside. He's not, they don't have any, like, I don't know why they brought this man along at all, but they did. And he says, no, I'm going in. 
apparently it's very important to him. Like he has way more love, way more loyalty for this transformer than you would think. Like, and I, I guess beneath that exterior, that rough exterior of a 15 year old breaker or whatever he is, he is, <laughs> he's a soft heart and perhaps even an autophile. I don't know. <laughs> or, or a robophile. I don't mean necessarily sexually, but like he has a very soft spot for trucks. Now I don't, or tracks. I don't know what their story was before this, aside from him trying to steal him. Listen to how much he matters to him. This is true love. <laughs> Where's Trax? He went in, but he ain't come out. Wait here. Yo, man, that dude's my friend. Listen, young blood. <laughs> Something in that club's hypnotizing people. Foo on this jive. My main machine's in trouble. <laughs> jive, 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 jive. Every time they hit, they hit jokes or what to me are jokes. I don't know if that's meant as a joke. I think they just meant that as cool uh, jive talk. Yeah, they, they were hit, serious at the time. They hit it with that music cue every time. It's so fu- I love it. Yeah, <laughs> foo on that jive. Foo on that jive. <laughs> just take a foo on it. Give me, give me five with that jive. <laughs> so he really, I guess he just has like a street level uh, loyalty to this man. They're yeah. like blood brothers or oil brothers or whatever the. <laughs> I don't know what the Transformers run wire on. Wire Brothers? Wire Wire Brothers. Yeah. It seems like someone you would call if you have a computer problem or something, uh, or like a cable issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Wire Brothers. It was it was Radio Shack's tech crew. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah, exactly. They put them all out to pasture. Yeah. Li- like, they literally <laughs> killed them. after they, they sent them to a farm upstate. I'm sorry. That's what it was. Yeah, the Ge- Geek Squad, the wire, yeah. wire Brothers. Yeah, the Radio Shack version. Yeah. <laughs> So Raul, he he says, "Hey, I'm coming inside. I'm doing my thing." He goes inside and he encounters his but his traitorous friends who are mind controlled. Doesn't realize right away that they are hypnotized, but realize figures it out pretty quick because Breaker yeah. sees like, "Hey, this big machine that looks like the uh, oh synthesis, the big computer that was in Jim and the holograms." Yeah, that yeah, thing yeah. looks almost exactly like it. This thing that's creating like it's a big computer that has big speakers on it. He realizes that, oh, it's coming from there and they're hypnotized. They hold him down. He gets away. They hold him down again. He keeps stuffing paper in his ears to, like, not hear the music. As someone who's had hearing loss and has to protect his ears, like, I don't know if there's subsonic waves that putting toilet paper in your ears is going to fix the issue. Yeah. But, I mean, at least they're trying something here for an explanation. Or, yeah, or uh, putting water on your face to, okay, to come that, out of the— Okay, he gets madness. He gets away. He yeah. gets away from them. He runs— Apparently, they just leave the, the they have why have janitors in a place where do you have to keep it clean at your club where everyone's mind controlled or else they won't show up anymore? There's a janitor's broom yeah. and bucket just sitting out in the club. He, his first instinct is to go run to this bucket of of scum and just wipe it on his face. You, he's going to walk out of there with dysentery, yeah, man. Yeah. It's gross as shit. At the very least, pink eye. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. A severe case. Two of pink, pink eyes. Eye. Double yes. pink eye. Pink ear. Maybe in one of his ears, too. <laughs> yeah. He just does that. And I. it just is such a cut. Like they just cut immediately. Like he's on one side of the room, then he's on the other side with janitor juice all over his face. Yeah. And then he proceeds to throw it on his friends. And realizes, hey, water interrupts the hypnosis. What? Well, yeah, Why? seriously. <laughs> oh, it's such a... I mean, did you see the movie Signs? Yeah. Okay, it's the same oh, yeah, fucking it's problem. True. It's that's like, true. what? Water? Seriously? Why would that... One, why is that a problem? Two, then don't do... Don't use that plan. If right? that's your problem, don't yeah. use it. Water. Did, did, did M. Night have a... Have writing credits I think, on this? I think he may have started on this as a pseudonym. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
or M. Knight is his pseudonym. That sounds like a pseudonym. M. M. Knight. M. Knight. Whose middle name is Knight? So that's our solution at this point, I guess, is water. And that's what Raul decides uh, to play out. He climbs up into the ceiling and turns on the sprinkler system. And that's letting everybody off the chain, they're normal again. And they can all return to their normal timelines or whatever yeah. they came from, whatever fairy lands they all came from. But this isn't over because Starscream, he is making off and tracks is uh, released from his chains by Raul. Once again, I would argue that he could release himself from those chains. Raul uses this like Swiss army knife the, the chain lock is giant, and it looks like the kind you would use on a medieval door. Just yeah. like one giant, lo- like, gold lock. And yeah. Just imagine a gate to a medieval castle. This is the lock that they used on the chains to hold this robot in place. And then <laughs> Raul just pulls out a Swiss Army knife that has the biggest screwdriver head to match these <laughs> giant locks. I, I just, so it's like, it just everything happens because it has to. So he saved Trax's life, so po- according to Trax. Yeah. Don't know if I agree, but that's what he says. They head off to, they basically just injure Starscream until he runs away. And that's enough. Yeah. Once again, I don't know how many times this is going to come up on our shows. They're just scaring away the villains. They're not taking care of them. <laughs> yeah, just There's getting, no justice. Yeah, just getting a broom and, and, and Sweeping them, them scram. out of there. Yeah. Scram. Meanwhile, we have a showdown between our two sound-based... <laughs> Cassette playing, two, yeah, two boomboxes going yeah. at it. I wish that's what I wish that's what they did. It's just had two big boomboxes right next to each other. Soundwave and Breaker face off with sound, and I wrote down that this is the battle of the circles because in comic books and animation, when there is sound being used as like a, a beam or a weapon or whatever, it is just drawn as many concentric circles getting bigger and bigger coming out. Like, like, uh, uh, like if you took a spring or a slinky and just like pulled it out, basically, that's right. what it looks like is yeah. coming out of them. And all they're doing is fi- instead of being boom boxes, which would have been way funnier, <laughs> it's just this boring fight where they just like shoot each other with just lines of circles and <laughs> being fired at each other. And ultimately the solution is that Breaker grabs the speakers off of the big machine that had been hypnotizing everybody. It's broken now. And he just like fixes them to his hands. Like everything is modular in this world. Like I'm a transformer. I can take any machine and just pop it onto my body, apparently, because he just pops them on like they're boxing gloves, defeats Soundwave. And Soundwave also just flies up into the sky with Starscream. God knows where they're going just to go lick their wounds and I'm sure threaten them in the very next episode. Yeah. So let's hear the two titans of audio. (laughs) (laughs) The titans of treble, the bosses of bass, the masters of mid-range. Casey Casemere. You are expecting Soundwave. I've been waiting a long time for this. You poor excuse for a sound system. All talk, no shock. Oh, dude, slow burn. You know, we've never really heard Soundwave say anything that would imply emotion. Yeah. Like, usually he, he's the most robotic of them, and not just because of the way he sounds. Like, his, he just does what he does. But, yeah, he's talking major shit right there. He is, he's talking. Dude. He's talking rubbish. <laughs> well, the battle is not pulse pounding. That seems to be my go-to descriptor for a good battle is pulse pounding. <laughs> my my pounds were not pulsed, nor were my pulses pounding. <laughs> You're right. It would have been funnier if uh, if they each had their own breaker and, yeah. the, and the breaker held oh, the boombox yes, against yes. each other. Yeah. And that way the person could have been in it. It would have been a lot I, better. Oh, man. I mean, yeah, because did they not think that this episode was funny? Did like did they write it just as seriously as they did any episode? It was serious as a heart attack. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I don't... I, or did they cheat... 
did they approach any of them seriously? I guess would be the better question. Because yeah. if not, this is just another fun thing. But if they did, then did they know that they were kind of taking the piss with this one? <laughs> By the way, we never find out what the brainwashing is for. Yeah. <laughs> they never tell us what the plan is. It's just to brainwash people to what end. We'll never find out. And the final act that they, they take is the building that was being constructed that I guess was like the the antenna that was going to send all this shit out into the world. I really don't understand. They, they don't explain their plan very well. Nope, uh, never did. They just decided to destroy this large building, which one I think would have ramifications for the surrounding area. Like when you when you implode a building, you need to get permits and stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's rules. Yeah, there's like, rules to this. Because it's dangerous and they just take it upon themselves to destroy it. I don't know, maybe just like get the shit out of it that's dangerous and leave the building. It's nice. <laughs> it's, a build, it's a construction site. Just leave it. But they're just making, they make, Transformers got to make decisions that are best for Transformers. <laughs> they might buddy up with humans at the end of the day, yeah. but ultimately they are about Transformers. And that's important to keep in mind because they are aliens and they're robots. And you know what's dangerous? What's Either that? one of those. <laughs> so when you combine them, I carumba. Oh, man. There is a final wrap up in this episode that <laughs> is perfect. Uh, Tracks and Breaker are talking to our Breakers. Yeah, that's confusing, isn't it? To say? Nope. <laughs> the kid breakers are talking to two robots. How about that? <laughs> Trax is thanking them. Yo, you saved my life again. Don't know if I agree with that. They have one favor to ask. Just one. It's very simple. It is. You guys saved my life. You guys. If there's ever anything we can do, <laughs> this transformer just said, "You guys." He's wearing yeah. a polo. Uh oh. Here we uh -oh. are risking our tails to help you, dudes, fight against the forces of evil. And now we ain't got no means of livelihood. Our blaster, man. We lost it in all this craziness. Oh, no. No, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he says it like he's a slave to it, like he has to do it. And now we cut to a breaking competition. Yo, check it yeah. on out. The Bop Crew is back in business. They're back in business. Cheer up, Blaster. <laughs> At this rate, they'll have earned enough to buy a new Blaster in, oh, just two or three days. I don't know if I can hold that that long. Hey, relax. Some people got the uh, juice and some don't. And we got the juice. That's a callback yeah. to Raul. <laughs> That whole time, like, people are throwing, like, money into this bowl. It is just, like, the biggest party during the day. And Transformers kneeling by a breaking competition, or what, I guess it's just a performance. <laughs> In the middle of the day, no one cares. It's a giant robot, and he's just kneeling there. And, and Trax is just snapping his finger yeah. over and over and over again, <laughs> like, the, like the white guy snap. Like, that you always see, like, hey, that sounds snappy. Like, that sort of thing. He's just doing that to no particular beat, just yeah. over and over and over and over again. Um, yeah, he turns into their boombox. He is their indentured boombox for two or three days. His reaction is, like, he has to do it. Yeah. Like, and it's going to be torture for him. I don't know why that is, but <laughs> he gets through it. I mean, what other ending could you have, though? More it was, breaking. It was fitting. It was fitting, and, and you know the spent the movie Breaking was a spinoff from this episode. I this is like a backdoor <laughs> pilot, or like kind of a a dry run for that particular film franchise. I believe it. Well, you should, because I'm telling the truth. <laughs> you can take that to the Robo Bank. Transformers cast for this episode. I just got three to throw at you. Okay. Raul was played by Michael Chain. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I've never heard that I can recall the last name Chain. <laughs> it's, it does seem like 
if I, I know we don't assign surnames at birth, like, you know, you just, you don't give it to somebody then like you would the first name, but it is like, like ghostwriter from Marvel Comics was just saying like, what's around the room? My son was just born. Michael Chain. Oh, and I just watched uh, the Batman movie. So I'm thinking of Michael Caine. Yeah. So Michael Chain, <laughs> close enough. Sorry, Michael Chain. Michael Chain, the voice actor, um, he also played other characters on this show. He played other Transformers. He played Skids, Red Alert, Hoist, and Power Glide. Wow. <laughs> Anytime now we got a glide on this show, I think of Astra and Glide from Dino yep. Riders because of you, buddy. Thank you. You hey, did it. That and Mr. Chain sounds like it could be a Bond villain. You're right. Mr. Chain. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Or maybe a lot. Oh. Maybe more than you can handle. Oh, okay. Blaster was played by a returning DPTC buddy. Uh, Buster Jones. Oh, I was, I was, like, played... I was like, damn, Welker? <laughs> <laughs> no, but Welker did play one. I guess he played Pop Lock. I can almost guarantee you that. That oh. sounded just like, yeah, just like a Welker. That's just like a Welker, isn't it? <laughs> Buster Jones, we know him from playing Winston on the real Ghostbusters in the later seasons. He replaced Arsenio Hall, and we just heard him uh, two weeks ago on yeah. our Ghostbusters episode, yep, or yep, three yep, weeks yep. ago. Whatever, time. <laughs> What 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 is time? Hi, what, what is, is time? It? Apparently, it delivers you to a club called Dancetron. Yeah, you get out of it, <laughs> disjointed from it. He also played Black Vulcan on Super Friends, which is a pretty big deal. That was a very popular show, and that was like I don't know. There weren't that many. There were certainly not very many black superheroes on TV in 1980 or whatever that show right, was on yeah. 78. He also has been on GI Joe. He not only played Winston on the real Ghostbusters, but he played him again on Extreme Ghostbusters in the 90s when that came around. He was just a guest star yeah. on that. And finally, he was in, we're going to have to check this out sometime. Okay. This is, this looks to be like Fat Albert level good business for the DPTC studio. Super Globetrotters, the cartoon. The picture that I saw was of a man who had become a spring and was like kind of playing basketball. <laughs> I, I definitely watched some Globetrotters. Okay, I did up. not. Yeah, I watched that, caught a couple. Okay, well, we're going to catch some more. I would like to propose that we catch some in the I, future for this show. Hey. I'm down. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Trax was played by Michael McConaughey, not Matthew McConaughey. Not Matthew McConaughey. Okay. This is Michael McConaughey. All right. Is he his alternate universe version? <laughs> yeah, I got you. And uh, he has done what I would call a shit ton of anime and video game voices, like way more than I could start to list. Um, a lot of I don't know what like. Bleach, that was a big one. Okay. He, uh, he was in a Street Fighter one, but he was in bigger ones than that, too. There are just so many. They just glossed over. My brain turned to mush when I saw the amount of places and play. What? <laughs> See? It just turned to mush. <laughs> he was also on G.I. Joe, and he played numerous bad guys of the week on various iterations of Power Rangers. So like, you know, whenever there's the the monster that gets let loose and it's just a man in a suit and he does like, nah, 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 and like yeah, throws yeah, his arms yeah, around, yeah, yeah. somebody's got to play the voice of that stupid thing. And he did that numerous times. He That guy's gotten way more work than I can go into. <laughs> monster of the week. That's, that's right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Miss that show. What's the, um, you know, Travis, you said monster of the week. It's funny you said that. Yeah. Yeah. What about toys of the week? <laughs> yeah. Better check your watch. Your watch. Because it's time for Travis's Tooncast Toy Corner. Snapping. Just snapping. Just snapping away, Snap. bro. Snap. What's up, Will? How you doing, man? I'm pretty good. I'm so glad you came over. Yeah, right. 
Thanks for coming. Yeah, right. All right, man. So this Toy Corner is brought to you by The Lost Toys, your one-stop shop for vintage and modern toys in the Metroplex, located at 1451 Empire Central, Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. You yes. should, if you're not from Dallas, you should fly in yeah. and check it out. <laughs> Come on in. Yeah buy, the, yeah, buy one way. These toys were once lost. And now they are found <laughs> right. at the Lost Toys. Yes, that's indeed. confusing. But check them out. They have a great selection. They got great prices. They got great toys. Mm, got great people. It's, it's. I haven't checked out the bathroom, but it's probably great too. Oh yeah, it is. Toys Don't know everywhere. if it's open to the public, but <laughs> it's probably primo. All right, well let's get into this, man. Okay. Sure. <laughs> All right, Will. First off, man, this is from uh, the Lost Toys. Their website here. Um, this is a 1986 Hasbro Transformers Onslaught mm-hmm. G1 factory sealed uh, MISP new. That's mint and sealed package. Yes, yes, yes. So what do you got on a, on a guest there? And there is so much information on there, man. There, in there. there is a ton of information. on. The, it's like a library <laughs> yeah. worth of a hard drive, at least a thumb drive yeah, worth you, of information. Yeah, you got to have a Dewey Decimal system going on just to, just to look at that. I'd like to first say that for a name like Onslaught, which is pretty serious, this is a goofy looking <laughs> robot. He's got like antenna and then a, a musket gun or something right? like yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, like it's, here's all the copy that I'm seeing. Five Combaticons form Bruticus transforms from missile trailer to robot and back, then Transformers Combaticon leader onslaught. C5 collect all five Combaticons. Ages four. That's all, all lots of text on there. There's barely any room for the toys. Right. But there is a toy in it. Yes, there is. A beautiful toy. So you said this thing is like as good as can be. This is as good as can be, man. This is a a great toy right Well, I know the Transformers are are very popular. I don't don't know about onslaught in particular, or Combaticons or even Bruticus for that matter. But I, I do know Transformers. Yes. And I will say, You're like I know them very well. I know them first name basis. I know Transformers, and you, sir, are no Transformers. <laughs> I'm gonna guess uh, like seven fifty. Seven fifty. I know it's big, but that, they're really popular. You know, no doubt, man. No doubt, man. Um, no, actually, you can get this for four hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents at the Lost Toys, good sir. Yes, nice. Yes, I would love to have it in my collection. Yeah. I'd love to have any Transformers stop by and do the show. You know, even right? like, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just sit in with us. If there's any Transformers out there listening, you know, we, we'll have you on. We'll provide some Energon cubes for you to snack on. Yeah, drop us a line. Yeah. All right, Will, the second toy is also from uh, The Lost Toys. It's a 1985 vintage Hasbro Transformers Insecticon. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I know nothing about the Insecticons. They're, they're, all you need to know is in the name. <laughs> That's everything, huh? Con means bad. Insect also means bad in yeah. my world. So bad, bad. Right. All right. This is a. Uh, there's there's sealed. There's a sealed tape on the box a little bit. It's it's kind of worn. The package is a little worn yes. here. Um, any guess on what do you think this might cost? What? Good, sir? Uh, so it looks like the name of the Insecticon in question is Barrage. Oh, yep. Yes, yes okay. sir. So let's read some of the copy here because not quite as much, but there's still some. Okay. Transforms from Insecticon to robot and back. I, I would think that he's just an Insecticon all the time, <laughs> and he transforms into a bug and then transforms yeah. back. Uh, not as much on here. Insecticon, Barrage. Okay, this one checks out. This one's not <laughs> oh, it's official. a novel. Yeah, okay. okay. I am going to believe you on this one. The other one seemed like they were selling it too hard. Yeah. That it was a Transformer. Right. Um, okay, so this one's not not in as good a condition. Right, But yeah. it's still in the package. Yeah, yes, sir. Still yeah. in the package. Yes. Okay, well, that's going to knock it down a little bit. Let's say, like, the last one was around 500. Mm-hmm. Let's say like four hundred. Oh, that's a wise guess there, Goodwill. But no, 
You, <laughs> you can get this for it's two, wise, but wrong. Yeah, you can get this for two hundred and twenty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. No. The lost toys, yes sir, well, yes sir. Well, these toys have a home now. It's it's like a like an orphanage. Yeah, for wayward toys uh-huh. that have been lost. Yeah, and you can come adopt them for a low price. It yes. sounds like. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, last but not least, this this one this one is not from the Lost Toys. However, it's from Baxter Boo. Uh, that's a, that's an online pet shop, I guess. Um, oh my god! This is a uh, this is an Optimus Prime pet <laughs> Halloween costume. Yes. <laughs> and they chose the least Optimus Prime like dog they could find right? to put this costume on. It's adorable. I love it, dude. Oh man, he's got the helmet. He's got a little like it's almost like a cape. I get. Oh, I mean, it's like a shirt, but then it it peters out around the legs. Right. Yeah. I they, love it. They, they had they had a bumblebee one too. Oh, uh, that's it, perfect. W- it wasn't as good. Wasn't this as one cute. was definitely funnier. Okay. Well, little Optimus Prime here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna guess that it's like thirty dollars. Wow. Well. Wow. 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 Twenty nine dollars and ninety seven cents. Holy piss! From Baxter Boo. Yes, sir. I keep thinking you're going to say Backstreet Boys. No, nope. like Back- they're making <laughs> Halloween costumes for animals now. That's Backstreet what they've fallen into. And man, that's all I really got right there, buddy. On some toys. Thank you, Travis. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for and, bringing and, all these and toys we, and weird dog uh, <laughs> toys <laughs> and assorted items. Yeah, <laughs> assorted sundries. Yeah, you know I like to get a cosplay in every once in a while. So <laughs> that's that's true. That is cosplay. Yeah, for the doggy. Mm-hmm. Well, Transformers, I, I'm glad we got to check in with you again. I would say I probably enjoyed you more this time yeah. than I did last time. Also, <laughs> yeah, probably because I didn't watch three episodes of you all in a row. And uh, we're going to come back. We're going to check in. We always the, do. Well, yeah, we always do. We always will. We're committed. We're committed to all of the shows that we check in with, except for the ones that we don't want to watch again. And we commit not to re- return to those. And even then, we're, yeah. We're, we're, and then we go back on our word all the time. We're, yeah. we're not even committed to that. We're liars. We're so committed, we'll go back on commitments. Yeah. To you, our listeners, and to ourselves as people and men, podcasters. <laughs> we'll be back next week with, I'm thinking, one more return to an old buddy before we head into another theme month. Yeah. Because we're coming up on a month that, because of one day in that month, <laughs> is known for patriotism the world over. Yep. It's, I don't know what we're going to call it, but it's uh, right now in my head, it's America July. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it's got a ring to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. America July just sounds like a psychologist's <laughs> test and you're, you know, those are your answers to it. Like, what do you see when you look at this ink blot? America July. Um, but next week, yeah, come back next week. You'll be visiting. We'll be visiting one more of our good friends and uh, and then come back for America July or whatever yep, we end yep, up calling yep, it. Yep, 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 yep. In the meantime, you can contact us by following us on Twitter at DPTuneCast. You can email us at DPTuneCast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook.com forward slash DPTuneCast. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or anything else, Stitch or whatever, please rate and review whatever you think about us. I mean, the higher the better. Yeah. And I'll get our names out there, but really just give us a little bit of feedback. Yeah. That's another easy way to interact with us. Even a star review without a written review please. is welcome. <laughs> please. 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 I'm begging you. Please. And also, you can check out a rap song that Travis and I did with a rap video attached to it. Yep. It's called X-Men Attack. It is a mashup and a parody of the X-Men 1992 animated series theme song with Baby Got Back yep. by Sir Mix-A-Lot. Uh, double up. Uh, uh, uh. 
If you go on YouTube and you search for the Days Past Tooncast, you will find it. X-Men Attack, check it out, love it, spin it at your latest mutant party. <laughs> Travis, yeah. do you have anything you'd like to plug? You know what? Yeah, man. I do a true crime podcast with Brandon and Catherine called Nature the Beast. You can catch all of our archived episodes everywhere the podcasts are found, man. It's a mm. good little podcast. Check it out. <laughs> it's so so modest. It's a good little podcast. It's good. It's, it's yeah, good. Yeah, it's yeah, little. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's all that. Check it out, guys. Day, uh, <laughs> I was about to plug our own show. Instead. Yeah, check it out. Days Past Tooncast. Days Beast Past. Days, cast. days Beast Nature of. <laughs> nature Cast. Yeah. Nature of the Beast. Everyone check it out. Thank you. All right. Until next time, Will signing off for the Days Past Tooncast with a robotic. Truda! My! Duder! Duder, my Duder! <laughs> <laughs>